0: This is Barrels and Barrels, a bourbon and baseball podcast, with your hosts, Brendan Spinner, Michael Burns, and Kyle Rowe. And welcome into another episode of Barrels and Barrels, a bourbon and baseball podcast, episode nine, and Mikey and I hit nine, Uh, okay, Michael Scott, (laughs) How's it going tonight, Mikey?
1: Well, do you know I got a little bit of nice weather outside today compared to the freaking cold that we had this weekend?
0: That's
1: but, funny. Uh waiting for some baseball news. We need some of those baseball reporters to put out some news and <laughs> sign some papers. Now let's get this moving, guys.
0: Yeah, we're in the off-season now. Uh, this is technically what, our second off-season episode because we had the World Series recap, but this is the first one that'll primarily and predominantly be about the off-season. So this is episode nine. As always, I am Brandon Spinner alongside Michael Burns. Kyle is on assignment tonight, so you will not hear Kyle's <laughs> Boys. it's actually his wife's birthday here on november 22nd as we happy record birthday. so happy birthday to his wife um and that is why kyle is on assignment uh, he's also doing some background stuff for us as well so as always we welcome everybody in by thanking a few of our listeners want to give a big shout out to our boy ben bourbon in the burrow he just completed a trifecta spartan race right like that's his third one of the deal
1: Ben, the Iron Man. Yeah,
0: what a stud. Uh, Big shout out to him. Also, want to shout out Daniel. Um, You may know him as Bourbon underscore Hunt. Mikey, we've got more mystery samples. So, we're going to have another. That was so much fun. Yeah, we're going to have more fun uh, at some point. So, I got to get those sent out to you. But thank you to Danny. Yeah, or Poison. (laughs) Or Poison. (laughs) Uh, I've got the answer sheet right here. It is sealed, and I will be giving that to Kyle so he can. let us know whenever we do have that episode. So big thank you to Daniel. And if you want to send us some poison, I mean, um, if you want to send us some samples, uh, reach out to us via Instagram, Facebook, whatever it is, uh, and we'd gladly take them and try them. Another shout-out uh, to Kristen Swilly. Last week we asked for reviews and ratings. Kristen is the only one who's reviewed us so far. We do have a couple mm-hmm. of ratings, but we would like to hear some reviews as well. So if you could do that. Please, wherever that is, YouTube, Spotify, or on Apple Podcasts, please just leave us a review, what you like, what you don't like, what you'd like to see in the future. Uh, a big thank you to you. And then Tiffany Gibson, uh, part of the Bourbon Thieves, she uh, I helped her out get it with a bottle for her brother, um, and uh, she posted a picture of us uh, and our stickers. We've got stickers now, Mike. We have officially made it. We've got stickers. So if you guys want some stickers, let us know. Reach out to us. Uh, We've got them for two bucks. We gotta, we gotta get some of that money back. But um, if you'd want one, reach out to us. Also, last thing, big news today, Michael. We've made it. What's that? Five hundred followers. All right. So that's that's a milestone. I mean, we're Let's young go. podcast. Uh, big thank you to all 500 of you who follow us. So cheers to you. And always, you can follow us on Instagram at barrelsnbarrelspod. Again, barrels, the letter N, barrels, pod. Mikey, you're on Instagram too. Where can we find you? For those of you who aren't watching on YouTube and can see it right under your name.
1: I'm at b and b underscore burns
0: and i am usually
1: most people call me except brandon who calls me mikey mikey
0: i don't know where that started (laughs) i called you michael for so long and then we started the podcast and i don't know why mikey is what popped into my head uh and you can find me on instagram at whiskey underscore weather so we are a bourbon and baseball podcast this week we're not even doing bourbon we're doing a whiskey which oh, like, a lot wait, of people. We're not doing bourbon. <laughs> yeah. like, we're, not, we're, not doing... <laughs> we're playing this. Uh, yeah, no, we're drinking. Um, so, for those of you who don't know, not all whiskey is bourbon, but all bourbon is whiskey. I think I said that right. Right. Yes, you, did. Yeah. you did. You um, did
1: mix it up like walk-offs and whiskey. I'll
0: make a mistake here sooner or later. But this week we're actually going to be doing a rye. This is one that you may have been seeing on social media pop up a lot more lately. I saw it earlier earlier in the year, but it's really starting to gain steam <laughs> This is called Bushwood Spirits. It's a beautiful bottle. This is going to be their Stillwater Rye. Um, Mike, have you seen a lot of this uh, popping up on Instagram and social media lately?
1: I did. It was so cool to uh, get your hands on a bottle when it was everyone else and popping up. And what's Mm -hmm. real cool about it, what's the... What's the top there?
0: Yeah, so the the stopper, so they've got a couple of different bottles out there. They've got, I think, six or seven different offerings, or they'll have a six coming out here, but the stopper, it is a beautiful, it's a golf ball, Um, and it's, I believe. All their stoppers are, aren't they? Yeah, all their stoppers are golf balls, but uh, this one is glass, or I think it's some sort of glass or crystal. I mean, it's a heavy duty, Uh, it's got some weight to it. that one dude Ryan on Instagram, you know how he does the bottle slams. He slammed this one so hard that it shattered. <laughs> so the it's bottle did no the uh, the stopper oh, the, the the I guess the bottom edge of the topper uh, or cork if you want to call it. But this is Stillwater Rye. This is a six-year single barrel rye, ninety-five proof. This is batch one. It's a black label. Um, You you may hear the clanking. They actually have a little charm uh, hanging off the golf ball. For those of you who are watching on YouTube or you're listening here on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, there's a little charm on it. It's got the Bushwood logo, which is basically John Daly holding a flag, which has the number 19 on it because the number 19 in golf uh, symbolizes the 19th hole, which means the party hole. It's when you're drinking after you play your round of 18. But on the other side of the medallion, it says, be the ball. And that is their slogan, uh, which they use to say, stay in the moment. And that's what they say the spirit of Bushwood is, is to be the ball and to stay in the moment. So Stillwater Rye. Um, I looked this up. It is a mash bill of 51 rye, 45% corn, and 4% malted barley. So it's just over Say that, that one more
1: time. I was looking for it. I couldn't find the Fifty-one, fifty-one
0: 51 rye. 45 corn, four malted barley, which is a little different when it comes to rye. Usually, when you have a rye, it's really high in the rye percentage. Uh, this has more of that corn that you would uh, not usually see in a rye. So 5145 is a pretty even split, just enough to call it that rye because uh, it has to it has to be 51% or higher.
1: Right. I'm surprised it's not just called a, You know, they didn't call it a whiskey, a high rye whiskey. Yeah. Rather, so, even yeah, rather than a uh, straight rye,
0: mm hmm. So, it's still water rye crafted and bottled by Bushwood Spirits in Stanford, Kentucky. Um, I mentioned a couple of different thera- offerings that they have. They've got the front nine, which is a seven year black label bourbon. We actually have that one, which we will review at some point in the future as well. Uh, They also have a six-year white label for that front nine, um, but that six-year white label is very, very rare and hard to find. They've got a back nine, which is their 15-year bourbon, um, and then there's the long ball, which is a six-year bourbon as well. Soon to come, they've got cannonball, a spiced whiskey, and they also have a vodka offering, which is called Looper Vodka. But we have that Stillwater Rye. It's a premium straight rye whiskey, um, as I mentioned. Uh, batch one. So, how, uh,
1: how long has Bushwood been around?
0: So, they actually you know. came around in October of 2021. That's when they officially were launched. But uh, founder Brad Carpenter came up with the idea about 10 years ago. I think he started it 10 years ago. Uh, and they, after putting everything together, they finally uh, launched last October. So, the distillery itself has been around officially for about a year, but uh, the idea behind it is about a decade old. Um, and when it comes to the Stillwater Rye, uh, they said it's inspired by our love for the Monterey Peninsula and the unrivaled beauty of Stillwater Cove. So they craft, wa- crafted Stillwater Rye offering to celebrate the home of one of the greatest golf experiences in the world. And for those of you who aren't golfers, they're describing Pebble Beach, um, and Pebble Beach, one of the most famed golf courses here in the United States. Um, I have not played it. I would love to someday, but uh, you got to know somebody. <laughs> so
1: I wonder if Pebble Beach is popular either just in the golf world. But I know it just from you know going to Applebee's as a kid, and that was always the title. You know, Pebble Beach on all the golf games if mm-hmm. they chose a course to be default. Yeah, it was Pebble Beach.
0: So it it is a huge. A uh, huge golf course for those of you who don't play golf. It's probably one of the most beautiful. It's right there on the ocean, uh, right in Monterey. So that is what I'm this sure. is actually. Um... I'm sure my
1: ball would find the ocean
0: <laughs> every time, every time. So that is what this um, Stillwater Rye is uh, based off of. We can crack Sweet. it open, give it a pour. Um, there's kind of a cool name behind the name Bushwood as well. Uh, and Bushwood, it's kind of the pop culture synonymous. The dysfunctional country club in that uh, golf cl- cult classic Caddyshack. Um, you've seen the movie, I'm sure, right?
1: Yes, I have. I'm not a big movie buff, but I have seen Caddyshack.
0: So that's where the name Bushwood came from, from Brad Carpenter, who's the CEO and founder. So Stillwater Rye, um, it's to go after rye drinkers and non-rye drinkers. They said it's pretty good when you make it into a drink as well. It says a rare mash bill in the rye category, which we already went over, being that it's on the lower percentage when it comes to rye for normal rye. I don't think they're around 75 to 80%, I think. When or you even, look
1: I thought not like 90, 95.
0: Sometimes, yeah. I I think usually it's 75 or greater. So, this has more of that corn to it which you I'm would
1: interested to try it because of that
0: which would generally lend to a sweeter um smell and palate. What are you getting on the nose there at first so my blush? My first
1: my first nose I'm getting the sweet smell. Mhm. I'm getting a a darker fruit smell to it, but as I go back in for a second or third sniff, I get uh I get more of that rye pepper that you typically get out of a rye, that spice. How about yeah, you?
0: I got cinnamon right off the bat and that like a sweet cinnamon spell smell almost like uh <laughs> It's right at the top of my mind because my grandma was doing it when I was out hunting the last week. But she uh, she was boiling water with cinnamon sticks in it, and that's what the first blush to me smelled like. Um, I get that darker fruit almost. I gotta po-
1: ask, which what did I'm sorry, I gotta ask, what does she do with cinnamon boiling water?
0: It's just like an aroma, like a potpourri oh, kind okay. of deal. Okay. Why? After
1: you're cook, cooking with it or doing something else, what are you doing? Uh,
0: we've you got a of? cabin out in the middle of the woods, and are you distilling
1: uh, some, uh, <laughs> distilling something. Else?
0: My uncle may or may not be doing some of that on his own, um, but he may not. As long be. as you send,
1: as long as you send me some, I'm fine. <laughs> you can probably I degrease
0: a car. Uh, I, I mean, he doesn't do any of that, but uh, <laughs> so on the nose, I've got that. It's kind of a plum cinnamon. I don't really get the rye peppery um nose. Uh maybe towards the back end of it. But uh I certainly get that sweetness that you mentioned uh on the nose. I see that you have sampled it. I had a little bit of a drink of it earlier as I was playing with Legos. You still play with Legos?
1: <laughs> My child's Legos. Not any Lego set, but we just build random stuff. I don't have kits like you've been playing with.
0: I've got like a it's it's got the eighteen plus on it, so like it's what? just yeah, it's just for adults. Um, uh, I'm not going to reveal what it is yet because I think I'm going to do an Instagram reel of what it was. But I think you got the Snapchat from me to kind of give away that clue. Uh, but so I was sipping on it. What, what did you pull flavor-wise?
1: It's I So any kind of rye, expect a pepper. The pepper on the front, that rye spice to it on the palate. And that first sip I got was not that. I got more sweeter. And I don't know if it's because we had cinnamon on the mine, but I got more of a sweet cinnamon spice rather than a rye spice to it.
0: Yeah, my first thought was an apple pie. Like, I get apple right up front with that cinnamon mixing in. Um, I don't have, the like, the buttery portion that you would get with an apple pie crust, but I definitely get, like, the innards of an apple pie, like a cinnamon spiced apple. That's my first first real thought out of this.
1: Yeah, I can see that. Um I I am enjoying this though. It's not it's it's a sweet spice to it. It's not a rye spice that will real will burn you. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not a huge rye guy, but I do enjoy trying to find a a rye I really enjoy. Um so this is this is this is good. This is sweet rather mm-hmm. than spicy.
0: This is a fantastic rye, Uh, and as they put, this is a rye that is for everybody. I think a rye fan would really like this, but for those of you, like you, and you're not a huge rye guy, this one plays to your palate a little more because it's going towards more of that sweet, corny, um, bourbon-y kind of corn flavor than the, the rye um, which is normally overpowering for some folks and uh, this is a really good pour and the finish i think is a medium just slow finish it's not like that pepper that punches you i've got mid tongue which is normally my favorite go-to when it's a finish it's like a deeper finish uh than you would expect so
1: yeah i i am enjoying this it, it's it's a good rye flavor usually i i i like, I think I just said it, the rye burns a little bit, but this is a good rye flavor that's coming out. Yeah, I can't remember, I think, what's the term you use? Viscosity? hmm This has a good viscosity to it. It lingers in my mouth. Uh, I, I'm going to repeat it again, but this is a sweet rye. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a spicy rye, a, a peppery rye. It's got a good rye flavor that's adding to the rest of the corn. I don't know if they're just blending well together, but I usually get you know having a, it's only four percent you said malted barley mm-hmm. and i don't get like. any of that no i, I think it's low enough but i don't I, I i don't like the high malted barley those mm. usually give it to me a sour yeah. flavor but man this is this is, this is a good linger of a good rye corn mesh this is delicious
0: yeah at the second pour i got a little more of that corn uh after the apple pie uh, back in mid tongue um this is really good if you had to rate it, review it, where where are you sitting on our uh, on our rating scale?
1: Yeah, for a, for a rye, this is definitely, it's still a rye taste. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm giving this an, an everyday player for, for a rye.
0: Yeah, and for those of you who are new here and don't understand our rating system, we've got a five-scale rating system starting at the top, which is Hall of Fame. Uh, we have yet to really get into a Hall of Fame drink yet. Uh, As far as the second scale, it's All-Star. I believe I ranked the King's Ranch in All-Star a couple weeks ago, which is the first one that we've had. The highest one we've had. So you didn't, you went, was that a bench for you? And that's the cool thing I love about this is everybody's got their own different palates. You may rank something in All-Star. That's what's
1: great about bourbon. You enjoy what you enjoy.
0: So, uh, second is All Star. Think of it like a baseball theme: Hall of Fame, All Star, Everyday Player. That's right in the middle. Uh, means it's an everyday. Uh, it's good enough to be there every day um, as a player, but also someone who hits above normal and uh, you can count on. And that's where Michael just ranked this, and that's where I'm going to rank this as well. The other two are bench players. And the last one is a designated for assignment or just a cut from the team, um, which we haven't given out yet, thankfully. Uh, I don't think we will unless it's just absolutely not our cup of tea. But still, um, that's don't our 5 to me. No, t- don't test you i have one that if we had it i would probably rank it as a cut from my team and pour down the drain um that's but I'm, an idea
1: right there we should send each other blind samples uh, that we think we'd... would be dfas <laughs> do you want
0: this for your team but uh that is our rating system and our ranking system uh again great pour bushwood spirit Stillwater rye thank you to bushwood for sending this over for us okay. to sample this is great stuff um, and you can buy this on their website. It's eighty nine ninety nine, So a little bit higher when it comes to the, uh, the pricing. Um, one other thing I noticed, uh, I think they're sourcing this from Bardstown, uh, oh, okay. at this point, uh, because I did see the picture of Brad, Brad Carpenter, who is their CEO and founder on their website. It said that he was bottling the uh, Bushwood on the uh, Bardstown bourbon company floor. So, a lot of these distilleries are sourcing their stuff right now, and it looks like that's where this is coming from from now. Uh, as far as the tasting notes for this on their website, again, everybody has their own taste, but they're saying that the uh, the, the nose is um, of caramelized apples. So I got that with the taste. Finely ground nutmeg and just a slight amount of rye. Perfect contrast of sweet and spicy. Um, that's what they said on the nose. There you go. Uh, for the palate... It speaks to the journey of the heart and mind. You'll find a deep measure of wisdom with every sip. I don't know if I'm getting more wisdom, but uh, <laughs> it finishes long and smooth with a note of candied citrus and tropical fruit. I don't get that. It says medium body with silky viscous mouth. So there's that silky viscosity that we were talking about. Uh, and then the finish is long and smooth with candied citrus and tropical fruit. I don't get that candied citrus or tropical fruit out of it. I know I have more of an apple pie kind of taste uh, to me, but... Either way pretty good this is perfect um neat but uh, if you get a golf ball shaped cube you can toss it in that or uh, old-fashioned in manhattan's so i bet you this would be a pretty good old-fashioned mix too because it's got that bourbon and that rye t- taste to it
1: i think ryes make a good old-fashioned i'm not a big old-fashioned because old-fashioned of just make it sweeter
0: right yeah you're not a huge sweet guy Nah. I enjoy nice pretty. My I enjoy a decent uh, old fashioned, um, but the bitters have to be right, and uh, it's got to be the right kind of simple syrup. So moving on. So again, thank you to Bushwood for passing it's that on. Fantastic. Uh, I might
1: finish the rest of this sample you sent me. Uh, Usually, I split it and save a sample for the rest for another night. And for, for another night. Well, so I
0: might be finished. I destroyed the sample that Ben sent us a couple weeks ago before we could even really rate it. <laughs> I was like, Which "Oh, uh, the, 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 King Ranch? the King Ranch! It was so oh, yeah. good. Yeah, I loved it. Um, I know you weren't a huge fan, but it was okay." And thank you again to Ben. So moving on, uh, we're going to head on over to the baseball portion of the Bourbon and Baseball podcast, and we're going to start out with trivia, Mikey. I've got two separate trivia questions for you. They both oh, are regarding the Cy Young because last week we had both Cy Young award winners, uh, of course, Justin Verlander. And uh, the other one was Sandy Alcantara, or Alcantara, uh, as some people would like to call
1: him. Yeah, so, with uh, that Sandy Alcantara note, I just got to thank my boy, uh, Will Koshaver, for trading me Sandy Alcantara at the end of last year uh, for nothing. So, uh, basically nothing. So, shout out to my boy, Will Koshaver. Uh,
0: well, thank you, Will, for uh, just handing over a Cy Young Award winner to Mikey. That's so. Right. With Sandy Alcantara winning, he uh, actually had six complete games this season, which is incredible for today's day and age. He was a horse. Yeah. Do you know who the last pitcher, major leagues, that's AL or NL, uh, had six complete games or more? Was? In what year?
1: Um, I got to go with the easy guess. Uh, Mad Dog, uh, Greg
0: Maddox uh no don't shake
1: your head don't shake your head if i'm i'm not even given to finish the answer yet you said person and year, and you're shaking your head but come on all right so no no no. i don't say mad dog i don't say i don't say greg maddox
0: okay then who's your (laughs) answer let's
1: go with john Lieber, 1999
0: uh it's more recent than that it was the same city but a different team chris sale back in 2016 had six complete games with the chicago white sox Turning on to trivia question number two, Justin Verlander uh, just won another Cy Young. He's now the sixth pitcher to win multiple Cy Young awards unanimously, meaning he got every single first place vote. All right. Who was the last pitcher to do that?
1: Who was the last? A-L-R-N-L?
0: Yeah, A-L-R-N-L. So again, to win multiple Cy Young awards unanimously. Let's go with uh
1: go I don't there's no year to it. So let's just say Clayton Kershaw.
0: That's a good guess. Um but it is Hold your- on,
1: hold on. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. I'm going to guess the second one is uh, did John Lackey didn't win multiple unanimously. He was a stud. Jared Weaver had a couple good years with the Angels. Um how about John Smoltz?
0: Johan Santana in '04 and '06 was the Minnesota Twins. When he was, remember when him and Liriano came up, and then Liriano uh, had the arm injury. Those were some studs right there at the top of the rotation. Dude, they, Larry,
1: Francisco Liriano was
0: a boss, sorry. and then he had multiple. There's
1: Johan Santana, just I can just see it right
0: now. Yep, he was the only one who's ever thrown a no hitter for the Mets. There's another trivia question for you, but uh,
1: Francisco Liriano.
0: No, uh, Johan Santana.
1: Oh, I forget. He went to the Mets, too. Yeah,
0: he got... I, think he fin- I don't know if he finished his career with the Mets, because I know he bounced around a little bit towards the end, but uh, his last best years were with the New York Mets. So now that we've switched over from the bourbon to the baseball portion, we're getting into the offseason now, Mike. I'm sorry, um, bourbon. Uh, the, well, we're still sipping on the, the whiskey, the Stillwater Rye from Bushwood. But last week, uh, along with the announcements of those award winners, we also had... The uh, the a couple of deadlines that came through. We had the qualifying offer and um, exception deadline, and then also the non tender deadline. Usually, there are a couple of noteworthy non tenders. I feel like this year it's crazier than it's ever been before. Do you think that too, or
1: uh, I would say the year twenty twenty one. 2020, when everyone was trying to save I every think single after dollar after
0: 2020, that was when Kyle Schwarber got non-tendered, I believe.
1: Yeah, one of the worst. One of the worst moves, right there. I'd say, but I'd say that year was was pretty crazy because everyone was like, "Oh, we're not making money.
0: Yeah,
1: we got to save every dollar." And uh, yeah, that that year, I don't know if it's because the Cubs non-tendered Schwarber, who was one of the pe- best pure hitters, that you know they just didn't believe in him all of a sudden, but. Off my short a rant. my boy. Mr. Squibbs.
0: So for those of you who don't know what a non-tender is, so every year the team has to tender their players a contract. You're not just automatically renewed for the Particular following season. players. Yes. Um, if you've gotten a contract, say you've signed an extension for six years and $75 million, your contract moves over to the next year. But certain players are in arbitration or they haven't even reached that. As you come into the big leagues, you get six, sometimes seven years of what they call team control, where the team controls you and you don't go to free agency. But during that time, the team has to tender you a contract for the next season. So they make the decision of whether or not they want to give you the money that you are worth, um, which is usually if you're in your first three years. A couple hundred thousand dollars. I don't know what the minimum is after the CBA, but I think it's around 725,000, yeah, or thereabouts. Right there. Um, and they don't have to give you a raise in your first three years, generally, by good standing, they give you a couple thousand dollars more. Uh, but they don't have to do that until your third year, which is when you reach arbitration, and that means years four, five, and six, you are on a different um, pay scale. The teams can choose whether or not they want to tender you that contract or not. So if someone gets non-tendered, that means that they're basically getting cut from the team and they become a free agent, able to sign with whoever, wherever. Uh, But when they sign with that team, depending on the terms of the contract, usually they still have team control through the remainder of their three years or however many years they would have had left uh, when they got cut. Uh, I think there were like 100 non-tenders last week. From the list I have. And some of them kind of uh, out there. The biggest name, of course, Cody Bellinger, um, who was an MVP. Was it 18?
1: Three years ago. Three years removed. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, so that would have been 19 then. Uh, I think Yel- Yelich won Yelich 18. won 18 with Javi. It should, should, yeah, should have been
1: Baez. Yeah, it should have been Baez. And then the was following, following year looking it was. Looking in the outfield for the, for the pitches, knowing when it was coming in Miller Park. He had most of his home runs in Miller Park. So uh, just watch his eyes move as he sees the pitch coming in Miller Park.
0: Then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, as Cubs fans, we're not a huge Christian Yelich uh, Yelich fan because he he was part of that sign Stein stealing uh, ordeal. Um, so Cody Bellinger, the big one, uh, former MVP. A couple other ones that jump off the page right away: Dom Smith from the Mets. Um, who who they be? were trying to float away, you know? Yeah. Oh, we
1: got this great what first yeah. third baseman. Mm-hmm. Someone come take him. We've got too much and. Oh, a year later, they're like, oh, just kidding. We don't think very highly of him.
0: Uh, Alex Reyes from the Cardinals a couple of years ago, he was their stud uh, coming in out of the stud. minors who could chuck 100 miles per hour. Then he had a couple of arm injuries, didn't quite make it in the rotation. He's a pretty decent bullpen guy if he is healthy. I mean, right. if you've got a guy who's chucking 100 miles per hour, if not higher, um, mm. that's good to have in the back end. But there's Luke Voigt, who's been all over the place in the last four years. He got DFA'd or non-tendered by the Nationals. Also, Eric Feedy, who is a back-end rotation pitcher, right-handed pitcher.
1: Right. He was supposed to be a Nationals, you know, a mid-rotation stud for them coming up through their system, and it never clicked for him.
0: Couple other names: Ryan Yarbrough from the Rays, who is actually—that's
1: probably my biggest surprise. Yeah, Ryan Yarbrough, a, a
0: solid, a solid arm. I, mean, I don't know if it, I, I know it wasn't his best year this year. And the Rays don't like to pay people, so maybe they just thought, okay, we, he's heading to arbitration. I think because he's heading into arbitration, they just said, you know what, let's get rid of him. You find Franchi- out what the Rays do. Cause, yeah.
1: you know they—they always make the trade, and you're mm-hmm. you're scared to trade with them because they're usually winning mm-hmm. that trade. Yep. You think you're getting a stud back from the Rays, and they they do well in their scouting.
0: Uh, a couple more that you may have heard of. Aristides Aquino from the Reds. Franchi Cordero. That's a good one to keep an eye on for a team who's trying to buy low and potentially get a, a young player who could turn things around. And that's what a lot of these players are. They're either really good prospects that flamed out or have gotten injured that aren't worth the money that they would be afforded to make um, according to the arbitration scale francie cordero would be one of those guys Uh, an old friend jimer candelario uh from the tigers a former cub uh third baseman Jimer or or jimer i've heard it as both pujols pujols um and then there's adam engel from the white Sox, who is a solid fourth outfielder yeah. Um, he's a, a guy who's going to plug and play at any one of those three outfield spots. He can go get it and he can provide you a bat uh, off of the bench. And then uh, another one that jumped out a little bit more just for the name itself was Luke Weaver from the Mariners. He used to be a pitcher for the Cardinals um, but he was DFA or not he went DFA'd. over
1: he went over from the Cardinals. Came, he came up with the Cardinals as, as a prospect yeah as a good prospect went to the D-backs in the Goldschmidt trade.
0: I think so, and then he went over to the Mariners. From there, yeah. um, and another one, just as Cubs fans, that jumps off the page is Braylon Marquez. He was the like golden child pitcher, stud uh, throwing hundred like miles per hour, two prospect for yeah. the Cubs a few years in twenty twenty.
1: Hundred is a lefty,
0: and he came up in twenty twenty, and he's gotten hurt and hasn't been back since. So that's a list of non tenders. Of course, it's highlighted by Cody Bellinger, um, who would have been due about. 18 million dollars and the way he's played the last two years i know the dodgers were like yep we're done i think he still could potentially return to the dodgers on the right deal Uh, i don't think that they want to pay him 18 million if they could try to get him for 15 million but i've already seen that i think five separate teams reached out to him the night of so he's going to be one of those hot commodities and instantly i think jumps into the top 20 free agents available uh today just because
1: of that risk reward that's a that's a it is a low floor but it is a high reward there in that risk category
0: well and i think what makes it a little more um appealing is he can play multiple positions he won his mvp at first base i believe but he's played most of the last several years in L.A. in center field. And I don't know if he want a gold glove, but he brings a very good glove to the outfield. And that versatility that if you have another first baseman that you can plug in the lineup and push him out to center field, uh, I think really helps you. I, personally, I think he ends up in a Yankees pinstripes. That's where I think he goes.
1: It makes sense. Uh that they because because they could then have Rizzo at first base, and mm-hmm. if they want to give Rizzo some rest at DH, like you said, they got that versatility to bring him in.
0: Mm. Yeah, rest Rizzo or put Rizzo at DH or just a day off for Rizzo. Rizzo's had some back issues in the past, so that could be uh, where Bellinger comes in and takes over for Rizzo for a couple of days. Um, but think about that right field porch for Bellinger um it did wonders for Rizzo this past year and it balances yeah <laughs> and it bounces out that lineup without Judge most likely I don't think he's going to return to the, the Yankees but we'll dive into that here in a second you can go Rizzo, Stanton, Bellinger and then any one of those righties if LeMay who's still there in the lineup uh depending on where they have Torres at that point uh, but I think it evens out that lineup, which may be something that was missing for the Yankees. Uh, they'll have Harrison Bader, I believe, back this year. I don't think he's a free agent. Um, I think he's got a couple more years, so I think that would be the best fit for Bellinger. I mean, Realist- speaking
1: through that Yankees lineup, it sounds weak to me without a judge in there. It does. Just it Just Stanton and Rizzo, I mean, that's your only big bats. Yeah, and it's I don't know. you have not the year?
0: Did they – is Donaldson a free agent this year, I think? Yes,
1: I believe so.
0: Um, so you got Kiner, Falefa, and uh, Gleber Torres up the middle there, which is not the best bats. Um, you'll have LeMahieu coming back who uh, – They've
1: is, got uh, their, their stud prospect, Volpe. Volpe. Volpe, he should be ready this year.
0: Well, that would be cheaper for them for sure. Uh, yeah. But I think that Cody Bellinger is a good fit for a couple teams. The – um, Blue Jays. There's a lot of
1: teams needing yeah. a left-handed hitter. Yeah. everybody's bl- looking for a left-handed bat.
0: The Blue Jays, the White Sox, the Cubs, the Cardinals, and the uh, Marlins have all been names that I've seen connected to Bellinger. I don't think the White Sox would go 15 plus million. Whatever happens, it's probably going to be a one or two year prove it deal in my mind for Bellinger and then get back on the open market after the year. Yeah,
1: uh, I've seen him saying he wants he, he wants to be able to prove himself, like you just said. Maybe mm-hmm. a, one, a two-year deal with a player option for that second year.
0: Um, the other one that I kind of want to talk about just more, again, is Ryan Yarbrough. Um, that's a pretty decent right-handed pitching uh, not prospect anymore because he's been in the league for a while. But uh, mm-hmm. you can put him he's in the 18. bullpen. You can pull, put him in the rotation. Uh, I think he's done a decent amount of opening when he's pitched as well. Um,
1: I don't like that I don't like the idea of the opening I hate how do that
0: me me neither but it just shows the flexibility you know what I mean so yeah yeah he's not a back oh, he's not a bad back end of the rotation fill in for a team that's looking for innings so that's really all I've got regarding the non-tenders but there are some interesting names there to see where they end up uh, Reyes I'd be interested to see uh, where he goes and Dom Smith he's a a good reclamation pros, uh, prospect or project. It's the same with Franchi Cordero. So those are some names to keep an eye on here over the next couple of weeks as we head towards the uh, the, the meetings, the winter meetings, I believe the first week and a half of December. So a couple of weeks and you, away from that. In years
1: past, that used to be when everything happened, yeah. Man. yeah. That was always, hey, tune in every night because that's when signings were happening. And
0: yeah, they happen at 1 them. or 2 a.m. So we'll see. We'll see with the new CBA how that all works out. Uh, This is going to be the first offseason with that. Turning from the non-tenders, we're going to go right into the free agency. So far, only one real big free agent signing, um, which dropped last week. You saw that on our Instagram account. Cheers to Michael and Kyle for keeping that going last week uh, while I was out of reach and out of service. A big shout-out to them. Uh, So Tyler Anderson – he goes from one L.A. team to the lesser L.A. team. What do you think?
1: Poor guy. I mean, is he enough to help Mike Trout? I think the Angels make more additions, but, mm-hmm. hey, Tyler Anderson was in Pittsburgh, right? That's where he came up.
0: He's been a couple of different spots. I remember him most from Pittsburgh. I think he pitched for the Brewers at one point. No. Uh, been a, so There's so many Andersons. I know Brian Anderson pitched for the Brewers as well. Tyler Anderson... I think man. he
1: came straight from the Pirates.
0: I, I know he pitched nope, with. No, nope,
1: no, nope, I'm lying. Sorry.
0: Uh, Colorado. He, yeah. I was gonna say he, he pit- was.
1: He came up through Colorado and then went to the, the Giants, Pirates to Pittsburgh to Seattle. To, man, man, I was so wrong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was gonna say he's been a journeyman. He's been all over the place. Um, and this was by far his best year. So he had a yes. 15 oh, and five sure. he, record. He, he to
1: earned that contract, sorry
0: you're fine 257 era the lowest ever in his career outside of that was his rookie campaign where he only pitched in 19 games and he had a three five four every other year it's been four three four five five four five four eight so this was definitely a career year it's more of a blip year good to him on cash in that bag i mean 39 million dollars over three years that's life-changing money for a guy who has been a journeyman for the last couple of years. So take it. I think he probably could have waited a little longer, but when you get that life changing money held out in front of you, three years, uh, he's going into his year 33 season. So he, he's could, get, he
1: could easily retire at age 36. Yeah. Uh, after, well, this, after this
0: left-handed pitching teams are always looking for left-handed pitching good for the angels to lock in i'd say a four or five he pitched more like a three this year if not a two with that two-five-seven ERA um over there and it's
1: in, not super expensive either for three years 39
0: no that's it's not going to ruin your payroll that's for sure so cheers to tyler anderson for getting that uh, money but um if, if i don't know why the dodgers wouldn't sign him to that right I know that they've got a. They're going to have to wait for Walker to come back at some point. He's not going to be back right away because his, they've
1: got Walker. They've got Dustin May. They've got Julio Urias. They've got uh, and, Kershaw
0: and, and Kershaw and and Gonsolin, Tony Gonsolin. So I guess
1: and they have a couple of guys in the works. One guy started this year a couple of times um, for him. One or two, one, at least one, two, three guys. They always are pumping guys out.
0: For the so. Dodgers. Maybe that's why, but still, it's kind of odd just to see him go across town. So far, that's about it. Uh, Other action that's happened, we've had a couple of trades. um, That big one, uh, the Teoscar Hernandez deal, that's what I'm going to call it because the other two going back weren't huge names, but Teoscar Hernandez goes over to seattle from the blue jays and the blue jays received two pitching uh one prospect and one guy who's been with the mariners for i think four or five years more so of a bullpen piece is his name ryan um
1: that's eric erica eric
0: uh, eric <laughs> eric eric his name's Eric Swanson. Eric, Eric Swanson, Swanson. That's what it is. Uh, but he had like a one five seven ERA this year in fifty three games. So
1: man, relievers. I mean, Teoscar I yeah. is in is going 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 into his final year mm-hmm. um, of control. So I guess I was. Uh, you can either say, "Hey, one year of guy is is worth a lot and a prospect and a good reliever," or yeah. you can say, "Hey, they only brought just a dime a dozen relievers."
0: Yeah. Well, the the big issue with the Blue Jays was their relief uh towards the end of the year they really only had romano they didn't have anybody else that they could rely on so this gives you another back end arm towards the back end of the bullpen that you can rely on and the prospect they got back i think fits right now at eighth in their um
1: in seattle's system
0: was it eighth in Seattle system? I thought it was eighth yeah. in Toronto system where he ranks out now that he's switched over. Either way, it's a top 10 prospect. Um, and it's, it's a lefty a prospect. So a lefty, uh, you're going to have pitching down the road. Um, and Teoscar, he can hit 30 plus home runs. He had the coming out party in 2020. In the last several years, he's hit 20 plus. So I think it's a fair deal for both teams. It we, it takes a weakness away from the Blue Jays, um, which was their bullpen, and it adds that bat into the outfield for the Mariners, who now have Teoscar in left field. And then in center field, you've got uh, the rookie of the year. Uh, so uh, a Julio, lot. Julio, as Brandon would
1: say. Julio.
0: Julio. <laughs> Julio Rodriguez. Um, so moving on, free agents, <laughs> the rumor mill, Uh Really has been kind of quiet. I know there's been a couple of things here or there. Shortstop there, shortstop there, shortstop
1: there, shortstop there.
0: Verlander met with the Mets. I think that was yesterday. Um, And Judge is flying to San Fran to meet with the Giants. So let's break down a couple of the top 25 or top 20 free agents. We won't touch on all of them because we know you've got other things to do. But the big name, Aaron Judge, that's going to be the mover. He's coming off of uh, MVP season stud huge season where do you think he ends up
1: i like the idea of, i think he's from what i believe he's sacramento from the Coast, right he's from sacramento yeah. so i don't rule that the giants have money to spend can you name a big contract they have right now
0: Mm-mm. brandon so belt maybe is I that even belt's a
1: big a free, no belt's a free agent
0: okay so he's off the books i think brandon crawford at short would be their only other long-term piece that's been on the team for a long time
1: so he makes sense I mean, that would be fun to hit it into the the glove in left field, the the water, the bay, mm-hmm. and right field. That would be fun. That I ultimately think
0: that's where he's going to end up. It's either the Yankees or the Giants. I don't see him going anywhere else. Um, because it's hard to leave the Yankees when you're Mister New. I mean, Mister Yankee. He's the the face of that franchise. He's our face for sure. Um. So it's either the Yankees or the Giants returning home, going back home to the Giants, who have an illustrious history as well. Um, I would say the Giants. The other name out there, uh, Jacob deGrom. He did opt out of that last year of the deal he had with the Mets, so he's a free agent. Where you? I've heard a couple of different spots. Where do you think he ends up, or where have you heard that he's potentially looking to move to?
1: So I've heard... The the biggest guess in the industry is saying Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Atlanta's gonna pony up and have a solid one through five, because DeGram is from Florida, I believe. Um, I then I also have heard rumors of Texas wanting to solidify their rotation and get this big arm coming in. So those are the two I've heard. I ultimately think he ends up back in New York,
0: and that's where I think he goes. He. If if it's not the Mets, I think it's going to be the Braves. Just to kind of throw it in their face, but I don't see. I think it'd be so much fun. Down in Atlanta, you I, would I, have.
1: I, yeah, I'm always I'm always excited to see guys move on, like a franchise, like Judge you know, franchise face guy mm-hmm. to move on. I was like when Kershaw resigned with the they're like come on man, go 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 do something else.
0: Yeah. You have a guy that you want to talk about that's intriguing to you.
1: Uh, free agent-wise? Yeah. Uh, I do think if I think the Giants can make a huge splash by su- signing Judge, and I think that could entice the Japanese starting pitcher, Senga. Senga, right? Kodai? Kodai, yeah. right?
0: Kodai Senga? I
1: think that could entice him. Hey, look, the s- star number one free agent went to San Francisco. You could come pitch alongside him.
0: Yeah, I've heard – that he has looked at multiple places. I heard the Cubs actually make a big play on Senga. Um, the, Padres are, Suzuki. the Padres are always in on those uh, Asian pitchers. But I also heard that the Blue Jays made a pretty decent pitch as well. They need some pitching in that rotation, especially with how bad... Um, who's the guy who came up from the Twins? How, oh, Jose Barrios. Um, mm-hmm. He had a rough year. Ah, uh, Senga. I always kind of want to say the Mariners because it always seems like they go to Seattle. Because Ichiro had Ichiro. Had um, good. Who was the pitcher there? Uh, it was mainly Ichiro, but they just had a, a guy in the late teens. Um, it's, name's escaping me right now, but usually they're pretty good when it comes to the Japanese ball players or the Korean ball players. I think he actually ends up with the Cubs. The Cubs have a pretty good way of throwing out their pitch to those free agents. They were runner-up for Shohei. And the only reason Shohei chose the Angels was because the Cubs didn't have an outfield. Well, he was going to have to play the outfield. No DH. Right. They didn't have a DH at the time. Now it would be a whole different story. I think that... They've made a big enough play. I think Senga ends up with the Cubs. That's going to be my prediction is that Kodai Senga ends, ends up in a uh, cubby blue pin, pinstripe.
1: All right. I'm going to list a couple of names here, and I want you to tell me where you think they're going to end up. About like three, three four, five guys. The first one is going to be Justin Verlander.
0: Uh, where do I you think, think he ends up? I think he ends up with the Yankees.
1: With the Yankees? Okay, yep. I've seen rumors of Dodgers. Uh, basically, for Verlander, he's gonna he's asking for $40 million.
0: Mm-hmm. It's very similar to the Scherzer deal, I think, is where he's going to end up. He's slightly older than Scherzer, so it might not be the same AAV, but it's going to be in the ballpark.
1: Yeah, so I only see the rich teams in on Verlander, which kind of sucks. It's going to be the Mets, um, the
0: Yankees, or the Dodgers, and I think the Yankees are going to pull that one out.
1: All <laughs> right, uh, Kenley Jansen is a free agent. The Dodgers. Dodgers. You think he goes back to the Dodgers?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, That's as, my But guess. not as their, as their closer?
0: As their Just eighth inning guy bar. who turns into potentially a closer if they need him. Right. How, what are Craig your thoughts? Cubs. Oh, sorry. Craig Cubs. Craig Kimbrell? Cubs. He said back Look. to the Cubs? Yep. I believe his, so. Inside baseball here, uh, a guy who lives in northern Huntsville in North Alabama, uh, Bo Brooks, he knows Craig pretty well. Stay Farm, uh, yeah. stay he drives the Jeep, the Jeep over there in a Huntsville. Um, so he's good friends with Craig. Uh, Bo played AAA. Do you have
1: Insider information here,
0: Brandon? N- not on that regard, but I know that. So Craig's daughter was sick, and I think she's got some health issues. And they go to Northwestern Hospital. I think he enjoyed his time with the Cubs and the White Sox. I, he's not going to be looking for, he's made buttloads of money at this point in his career. He's just going to be looking for a team. Go where you want. Right. Go where you Go want. I know he enjoyed Chicago, and I think that he's a good buy low candidate. I mean, he's not going to be a closer, but he's still got that potential to be a shutdown reliever. Um, Same
1: guy like Kenley. Step in yeah. and help out.
0: Part of me who thinks the, closer the
1: Cubs. role is really, you know, fading. Yeah. Teams are going more of just, hey, who works right now? Here's what the lineup is. Who works? We got a, we got a couple of good high-end guys.
0: But uh, Braves are the Cubs. I'd say the let's go with the Braves. Braves, just because I know he's got his uh, – I think he lives in Tennessee in the offseason. So that's closer to the Braves. So that's where I'm going to go with.
1: So here's my list. I, is Mike Clevenger uh, no longer the Padres? Is he a free agent? I don't think so. Here. My list here says. He, you know Clevenger. what? He might
0: be. He might be. Uh, I don't think he. The Padres
1: had three years of control. And so I think it was 2020, 2021, and 2022.
0: Well, let me look at uh, this real quick. But Mike Clevenger, so he came from uh, the Please. Indians, right? The, who? <sighs> Well, he we're was with the, great. We're, the, hey, all right. Uh, hey, wait, they, they were the Indians when they out. they were the Indians when he got traded. Were they not? Okay. So okay. he never played for the Guardians. Uh, he's an unrestricted free agent this year. Yeah, he just made six point five. So he signed a two year extension uh, in twenty twenty one. So yeah, he's a free agent. I don't know, man.
1: He didn't do well this year. He was no he had like a hiccups of good.
0: He's not. I mean. <sighs> I don't know. I, I, I'm not clamoring to sign Mike Clevenger. He's yeah. he did that thing in 2022 that kind of burns my blood, boils my blood a little bit. Kind of he he was the one who during COVID went out to dinner when he wasn't supposed to be. Supposed to. And right. he had a he had a teammate. I understand. I I'm not trying to get political here, but yeah. the back then it kind of felt like you were being pulled away from things, but. Your teammate was recovering from cancer with Carlos Carrasco, and he put his teammate potentially in a life's danger. Right. So, I don't know about the thoughts on that. I, I wouldn't want him the on my NLE team. NLE
1: screams to me. Maybe I was like thinking the, the Warriors, Orioles. Or actually, the Orioles. Where? The Orioles. Baltimore. The Orioles they need pitching. They have. A, they have. They do. They do need pitching. There's, I I do have seen uh, the the talks that the Orioles have pitching, but they got two studs, absolute studs. Coming up in D.L. Hall and uh, But they're Rodriguez. still going to be rookies. Right.
0: And they're going to need some seasoning. So you're going to want somebody who's been there for a while. I think they signed Tyon, Jameson Tyon. Uh, and I think Clevenger would be a pretty good fit in Baltimore. An under-the-radar kind of arm that is not going to be asked to be the biggest guy on that team. But who brings the potential at some shutdown. When he pitched with the Guardians franchise, he uh, he had some decent stuff. Mm-hmm. They only traded him away because of the off the field issues. So, I think the Orioles would be a decent fit.
1: So, all right, a couple more. I got Corey Kluber, former Cy Young with the. Man, with he's the been Indians. all over
0: lately. He he was Cy I've Young. I've seen
1: rumors of him wanting to come to the Cubs.
0: Really. He was with uh, the Rays here this past year, right? Right. And then he pitched the year before with the Rangers and the Yankees. He's been all over the place. <sighs> That's another he's a
1: good veteran guy that could. Who would be good for the Orioles? Come in and help these mm-hmm. young kids coming up. He's, he's familiar with Cyclone. the ALEs too. Yeah, former. He's a, he was a stud. Uh, um, next guy I got for you is uh, J.D. Martinez. He is not with the Red Sox anymore.
0: Yeah, I think he opted out. He had a, was it the end of his deal or did he opt out?
1: I, I want to say on his performance, he didn't opt out. I want to say it was end yeah, of his contract.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I think you're right. I know he had a, two opt outs in the first place. I, I think. Mean, yeah.
1: The Red Sox lived in the basement of the AL East this year. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to change next year.
0: Uh, it's going to be tough. It's the going to be tough. The Orioles
1: improved. The Orioles are just going to improve. They're going to keep Red- adding talent. The Yankees, uh, the Blue Jays are going to be well, uh, do, are going to do well. And that's the toughest, toughest division.
0: That's the toughest division. Do you have a beat on where you think he'd go?
1: No, actually, I'm, I'm going through, I, I'm actually was surprised to see him on this list of free agents here.
0: I um, wouldn't be surprised if he stays in the AL. He's a DH, so it's cutting out 15. we to, have
1: DH in the NL now.
0: Oh, oh yeah, that's, that's, right. that's <laughs> right. I'm so used to that not <laughs> being the case. Um You know what? The Tigers would be a team. Anybody
1: could use JD at this right. He's probably not going to command a lot of money.
0: No, he's made a ton. Um,
1: So he could go anywhere and go hit home runs and 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 be a veteran in the clubhouse.
0: uh that'll be an interesting name. It's not like you said. It's not going to be an oh my god we signed JD Martinez, but it's going to be the guy who comes in. It's going to be the glue of a lineup. Similar to Jose Abreu, I think, right? Like, he's not going to jump off the page. That's a name. I think he ends up with Padres, actually. Um, What do you think?
1: I think he – I would love for him to make sense for the Cubs. Mm -hmm. He's right-handed, right? Abreu is? Yeah. He's right-handed. So it doesn't doesn't fit perfectly, but it fits perfect as a veteran guy to help out Mervis, Mash Mervis, if anybody doesn't know who Mash Mervis, you know.
0: Or AL I, 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 Arizona I think, Rookie I League think he's gonna or uh, MVP. Fall League, rookie um, MVP. MVP.
1: Yeah, I I want to say the Padres sway him over there as well. Yeah, as a, as an immediate competitor for well, sure.
0: It's also a win now opportunity. I don't think the Cubs are going to be a win now, and you're not signing him for more than a one or a two year deal, probably a two year $24 million, 25 twenty five million dollar deal, uh, and I think he fits in that. That lineup over there in San Diego, he's going to be uh, a guy who can. You know who he might actually be a good guy for is Tatis. Hey, get your things together, get your shit together. You've you've ruined this team last. I'm, if the Padres had Tatis in the playoffs last year, that's a whole op- other opportunity.
1: An MVP, an MVP yeah. player, inserting yep. your lineup for free. Yep, and, he would have came back from the injury mm-hmm. and. Even the the injury in the first place. I oh. mean, the the players, the star players. I mean, I know they're they're humans too. Yeah. But there's certain activities that they don't. If they're if they're worth this much money and they have this kind of career, mm-hmm. there's certain activities that they do not need to be doing.
0: Agreed, a hundred percent. Agree.
1: You look out for your career, like, and either one of our. We're not going to go out drinking and driving.
0: Right. Yeah, Tatis. Uh. Last couple, think of, another big ahead.
1: name also starting pitching wise. Taiwan Taiwan Walker. Yeah, I think He's that a stud prospect coming up with Arizona never really hit that level he, that they thought he'd be.
0: He was with the Mariners at one point too, wasn't he? But mm-hmm. didn't he start with the Mariners and then move to the Diamondbacks? I think he was with the Mariners and moved to the Diamondbacks and then moved over to the Mets uh let me look it up real quick 2013 was his rookie year with seattle
1: with seattle look at that
0: in 17 he went to the diamondbacks he had a couple of had a good year with the diamondbacks in 2017 um in 2020 with the mariners he wasn't great but with the blue jays he had a good six game stretch and then with the mets the last couple years he was decent. Twenty nine starts the last two years, um, so fifty eight combined. That's a decent this arm. This was his best
1: year. I think this was his best year finally.
0: Yeah, one hundred and fifty seven innings, three forty nine ERA. Uh, yeah, this would this is right on par exactly with. So get this, he had a three forty nine ERA with one hundred and fifty seven in the third innings in two thousand and seventeen. And last year he had a three forty nine ERA with one hundred and fifty seven in the third inning pitched. <laughs> uh, and let's look at the strikeouts. that So, year.
1: as you're looking that up, did you see? This is going back to the Cy Youngs. Verlander had 228 innings in a 2, in a two two eight right ERA, and Alcantara had the same thing. His innings pitch matched his ERA. 236 no, 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 or was, something like there, right? It was no, it was 228 because Verlander was
0: 175. That's what it was. Yeah, 100. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's crazy. That's it's cool. Yeah. Ooh, do, 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 do. Um, a couple more names, so, real quick.
1: Would you, I got one more for you? Oh, I'm so
0: Taiwan Walker. I think that's another name for the Orioles or the Mets.
1: The Orioles, are an up and coming team, a team that can see in like the Cubs. The Orioles and Cubs are overlapping With their needs.
0: Yeah, the Orioles aren't going to be shopping at the top shelf, but they're going to be shopping at that middle tier to second yep. to third level, and I think that that's where Taiwan uh, is right now.
1: So would you be? So we got the top four shortstops: Turner, Correa, Bogarts, and Swanson. Mm-hmm. I think would you be happy with the constellation prize of Elvis Andrus, who was early in his career good with the Rangers, but with the Red, the White Sox, this in his second half, he was a stud.
0: Yeah, and the only reason the athletics got rid of him was because if he reached a certain at-bats, uh, plate appearances, excuse me, he would have vested for more money, and they didn't want to pay it, so they cut him. Oh, uh, I think it was like 550 plate appearances, and he would have gotten like an extra 5 or $10 million or whatever it was, those incentives. So they were like, yep, no, no we're not paying it. Um I didn't know that. How, uh,
1: that that's so Oakland.
0: Ace. Yeah. Yeah. Uh the only reason I know that is I live in the Cap and J. hood quite a bit and uh, they were raving about Elvis Andrews. Um I don't know. I it's one of those top 4 or bust in my mind. Andrews is what? He's going to be going into his age 34 season. He's a lifetime 278. I don't know, if, I
1: don't know if you want a shortstop that old. You want someone younger, quicker. Well, he's Especially only going gonna- to the shift, man.
0: Yeah, well, he's only going to be there for one or two year deal. I don't see him signing a multiple year deal. I'd rather he have one of the, for the other Yankees. Four. Oh, yeah, that would be a good Bowl fit Bay. for the Yankees. He could go even back um, into the AL uh, as one of those AL West teams probably could use him. Um, and Oakland won't be grabbing him again. But uh, I could. I don't who, think
1: he'd choose to sign with them again. Who's who's
0: the uh, Angels shortstop?
1: They've got a couple of guys coming up. They, um, LeVon Soto is a shortstop prospect. that got called up late. Um, he was, a, I think, a 2021 first-round pick for them. He made his debut. So they've got a couple of options at shortstop. Young. So if they wanted a stopgap, right. that might make sense.
0: And he's a decent bet. I'd have to look at the lineup construction there. Just That's a lot of right-handed hitters right off the bat, in my mind, um, outside of Shohei. I can't really name another outfielder because Walsh came over to. Oh no, Walsh is with the Angels, right? Lefty.
1: Yeah, but say Walsh got traded.
0: No, I'm I'm okay. uh, mixing up um, the other long-haired guy Brandon who went to Marsh. The, Marsh. Walsh and Marsh.
1: Which I didn't realize the Phillies gave up their top prospect. I didn't know that either. Logan O'Hoppe for Brandon Marsh.
0: Huh. Well, so speaking of those shortstops. I'm gonna list all four. You tell me where you think they're gonna go. Trey Turner, Whoops.
1: Phil, uh, so I I don't think it makes sense, but I fear I hear that his preferred place is Philadelphia. I think so too. They got Bryson Stott, who is. Well, a, who,
0: so the star. thought is they're gonna get rid of Sh- Gene Segura as a free agent.
1: And move Stott over S- move second Stott to base.
0: second base. He's filled t- Trey Turner, and then think of that lineup. I think Turner ends up in Philly. That's my thoughts. Yeah. Yep. Carlos Correa.
1: I, I know he's rumored as the strongest one to the Cubs. I know the Cubs want to pay for him. I think he's overrated for them. Not because of the value of the player, but the amount of money for value. I don't mm-hmm. think he's worth that much money.
0: He's pro. Well, he's um, a Boris client, isn't he? So he's going to get paid no matter what.
1: I ah. I think he ends up with the Cubs. I I'm not... Uh-uh. I don't even know where he'd end up otherwise.
0: I think it's either the Cubs or the Twins. I think those are the two teams. He either goes last back Last to-
1: year, yeah, last year I was clamoring for the Orioles to sign him. I, I was like, they've got studs coming up. They've got a first baseman stud. They've got an outfielder stud. They've got pitching studs. But then also Gunnar Henderson appeared at the late mm-hmm. at the end of the season. I was like, okay, that wasn't a way of Gunnar being this yeah. this good. He's a prime to win rookie of the year. Um I still think he'd be great there. I mean,
0: just again, are they going to spend the money right now? That's
1: right, and that's he's going to command. He's Boris client He's going to command. He's. I he's think he's to going to get a
0: a five year deal with a six and a seventh year as like options. That's my thoughts. You know, the back end where he can opt in or opt out, um, like uh, Arenado had, where he can opt yeah. into that last two yeah. years. Uh, I'm going to go, I already said, you know what? I think Senga and, um, Correa end up in, I'd rather see Bogarts than Correa in a cubby, uh, uniform, but I think it's going to be Correa and Senga.
1: rank your shortstops preferred for the Cubs. Let's get Cubs specific here for a second.
0: Turner. One through four. Turner, Bogarts, Correa, Swanson.
1: I'm with you there. I think now the reason I like the Bogarts I think Bogarts would sl- would be good to slide the third. Exactly. He's the best guy to play third base. you have got Nico there.
0: Yeah, and Bogarts He'll- has played third in the past. Did he come up playing third base and then shift over to shortstop at one?
1: I want to say I want to say you're right about that.
0: I'm gonna just look it up. Just just uh, cover my bases. No. Uh, I uh, think I'm Turner. I mean,
1: he's a. If he loses a step in speed, he's still a high average hitter.
0: And Bogart uh, and Turner can play anywhere. Really,
1: he was center field for a little while.
0: With, yeah, with, with the Nationals when he came up, I remember making diving catches out that way. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think next year in the next couple of years, speed is going to be key, just because the um, yeah, it looks like he played in Boston in third base, uh, fifty-seven innings and three hundred eighty-five innings in twenty fourteen. So okay. he played quite a bit at third base to so come up. I think I think one hundred percent that that would be a great fit. Turner and Bogarts are the top two. I think that you're kinda of going with a consolation if you're going with Korea. It's not an awful bat, but I would and rather
1: Watson was had no power until this final contract year and you yeah. hate uh, being I, in for a I, guy I, who performed in contract years.
0: I think he hit twenty plus last year too. But the last two years are the last two are like are the two years that he popped. Everything else was kinda like, uh eh, where's this Dansby guy who was the number one overall pick by the Diamondbacks, right? Like He's got that pedigree. It's just uh, I have a hard time. Not all of those players in Atlanta are going to be long-term fixtures, right? Like, one of them has to be bad at some by so, law of averages.
1: Right. So where Swanson end up? You said you said Correa ends. Up, you said Turner to Philly, uh, Correa to the Cubs. Where's uh, Swanson and Bogarts? Bo-
0: I think Bogarts goes back. Eh. Bogarts ends up, if, if, if that ends up how it goes, I think Bogarts would then go, I think Dansby then goes to the Dodgers. And I don't think the Braves would be in on a shortstop. The Braves would be in Elvis no. Andrews kind of location if that ends up being the case. i have Dan- got Vaughn
1: Grissom up already and Ozzie at second, so Vaughn and to have a low-cost Elvis... Yeah, another guy you like for in case Vaughn didn't quite work.
0: I read something earlier today that said that if the Braves don't sign Dansby back, they will not be in on the other three. So,
1: too much money. The Braves don't spend money. Even though the Braves will have right now are on pace to have the fourth largest payroll.
0: That's because all their guys they are signed on extensions, and they've locked down every other low young player. Um, I don't know.
1: Bogarts, I don't know where he'd end up if he didn't go Cubs. I don't think he's going back to the Red Sox. The Red Sox aren't in win now, so why spend money? They're gonna, they're gonna make an effort at Devers and. You know what's me gonna. Just because I, I kind of hope he gets traded away, just so they can restock their system, and just because I have a buddy who's a Red Sox fan, who yeah. who is would would absolutely die. He died when when Mookie was traded. and he, he would absolutely lose it if they did another Mookie move with Devers.
0: Uh Oh, well, I don't want to say it, but it starts with ST and it ends with a Lewis. Um, so we'll just move on. <laughs> and then the <laughs> last one, Carlos Rodon. Where do you think he ends up?
1: I don't think he comes with the Cubs. No, I, think I don't think so Texas.
0: either. Texas or the Yankees? If the Yankees don't get Furlander, I think it's Rodon. If they do get Furlander, I think Rodon goes to Texas. So, yeah. Those are just a couple of
1: te- Texas is just going to be stockpiling. They're getting ready to compete. They've got Simeon at second. They've got who's it short?
0: It's Corey Seager.
1: Corey Seager and then Josh Jung, who is supposed to be a stud. Mm-hmm. Uh, he should be up ready this year at third base. The Rangers are going to are are going to make a run for it.
0: Yeah, they were hoping to make that run last year. I just don't think that they quite were able to put it all together yet. So that's just a little bit about uh, the free agency mill um, and what's going on. I know we went a lot into the baseball there, so thank you for sticking with us. Real quick, it is Thanksgiving week, Michael. Uh I'm not going to ask you what you're thankful for because it should be the same every year: your family, your health, whatever. Um,
1: I'm, I'm thankful for you, Brandon. Thank you,
0: buddy. Um, likewise and kyle for <laughs> kyle thank you for listening thank you for you but what's your favorite thanksgiving food
1: one um, dish on the
0: table what are you reaching for
1: all right i i'm gonna re- I'm i'm not a big sweet potato person but sweet potato with brown sugar and marshmallows on top the casserole oh yeah with with a close one a one b is stuffing Stuffing, not dressing. dressing. Stuffing. Stuffing. Thank you. Yeah, all right, there we go. (laughs)
0: Then I'm going with stuffing or green bean casserole. I love me those green beans with the crispy stuff on top, the uh, crispy onions. I'd love the crusties. And the crusties, Uh, crusty crab pizza is the pizza for you and me. Uh, The crusty crab, (laughs) Squidward. Um, you have a tradition Thanksgiving that you like, or is it just normally uh, just normal Thanksgiving for you?
1: No, uh, it's been changing as my family's families have been growing. Yeah. So uh, one year we've we've in the past we either have gone to my to my sisters in Nashville and fried a turkey, or I've had my in laws, um, Angie's aunt Kathy comes down and I smoke turkey uh, or we go visit her her angie's aunt kathy up in uh indiana angie's uh, aunt changing. kathy
0: yeah
1: yeah angie's aunt kathy and sometimes we go see her cousin or uh, we go see my cousin kayla uh that lives in indiana as well is that angie's but,
0: uh, aunt kathy's daughter kayla
1: that's aunt, yeah that's aunt, Cap, aunt so kathy so your cousin angie's aunt, angie's aunt kathy's daughter
0: your cousin is, uh, kayla. is
1: my cousin kayla yeah
0: okay okay but um. with
1: everyone's families growing it's changing every year so we'll see
0: yeah, in my industry, there's not really much of a tradition that you can build just because I'll be working on Thanksgiving. Uh, the news industry industry does not sleep. So I'll be doing weather at uh, five, 4, 5, 6, 7, and 11 on WCPO9 News. Uh, so you can find me there. So happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Thank you. I'm thankful for our listeners. That's who I'm thankful for. Um, so big shout-out to you guys. Is there one thing on the Thanksgiving table you don't like? You're saying hell to the no. Cranberries. Cranberries? The canned cranberries or like the real boiled stuff? Or both?
1: Like the the jello looking stuff.
0: Comes out of the can and just shakes. Uh, I don't Don't mind that, that. but I my grandma makes a bomb cranberry sauce. Cinnamon water? Yes, and a hell of a cinnamon (laughs) water. She makes a, a fantastic fucking cinnamon water um so big shout out to you grandma and your cinnamon water all right well it is thanksgiving week it's been a busy week in a busy couple of weeks here not only for barrels and barrels but we're getting into that holiday season a lot of hustle and bustle so we thank each and every one of you for taking your time to listen to us you can find yeah, with us the,
1: with with hold on hold on with uh, with me around here and you lived here brandon yes th- when i think, th- think thanksgiving i think iron bowl
0: iron bowl yeah iron bowl saturday uh that's a big one football is a tradition uh well yeah the cadillac williams is the interim coach right for the the tigers so it'll be it'll be a very interesting one so to speak just because a loss for alabama just ruins any chance that they had to sneak in but um yeah iron bowl saturday and also again football on thursday and uh also, all the college rivalries on Friday. So that's what I think of is football and uh, turkey. So thank you to each one, every one of you who have listened, who uh, have followed us. Again, we hit 500 followers on Instagram. And you can follow us at Barrels and Barrels Pod. We're also on Facebook, Barrels and Barrels Pod. Twitter, Barrels and Barrels. And YouTube, Barrels and Barrels Pod. You can email us, Barrels at gmail.com. Michael, where do our viewers and listeners find you?
1: I'm on Instagram at BNBBurns. We get most of my action. Should see maybe some some Twitter action uh, with baseball rumors coming up. Yeah. So make, you can, be sure to check us both out and all, all of us out on Twitter.
0: And you can find me at Whiskey underscore Weather on Instagram or WXSpinner89 on Twitter. As far as Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, you can listen to us there as well as iHeartRadio podcasts. Please rate us and review us. We would love that. We'll give you a shout-out, just like we did with Christian Swilly earlier on. Look out for more bourbon and whiskey reviews here in the next coming weeks. We've got more of those Bushwood uh, drinks to talk about. Short Barrel, I didn't get to them out yet, but we just got a bottle from Short Barrel Whiskey of their Toasted 94 Proof. Uh, we'll have some more on that. Uh, a couple other things, especially Daniel's uh, Whiskey r- Mystery whiskey sample here coming soon also we'll have more free agency and uh, i think we're going to have a get to know you podcast coming up soon about each and every one of the members from barrels and barrels once again for michael burns i am brandon spinner you can listen to us again spotify apple as well as google and iheart please 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 rate us review us and subscribe not only on the podcast but also on youtube i'm brandon spinner that's michael burns thanks for listening happy thanksgiving
1: Let's go.